A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club, episode 18 of Series 3. I'm Colton Smith, and as always, I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard, Ben Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now it's all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we set a film for each other to watch, and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated, and rated... The beauty of our film club is that anybody can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. Now, this week's film has been chosen by you guys, the audience at home, and it is Adam Sandler's Happy Gilmore. But before we get into talking all things Happy Gilmore, as always, how has your week been? Um, I texted you, didn't I, at the weekend? I went on a walk. Yeah, you did. Out and about. Converse? No, I had wellies. A purchase? No, 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 no. Handy down. Yeah, yeah. Size two? No, they were size six, so they were a bit snug. Because <laughs> I'm a size eight, but you just... Blisters? No, no. Blisters. Perfect thing to walk in. Wellies two sizes too small? Yeah, I mean, they were, they were, they were snug, but, I mean, I just put up with it. Where did you go? Where was your walk? Goit Valley. Is that yeah. right? Goit Valley, G-O-Y-T. East Cheshire, on the border of Cheshire and Derbyshire. Yeah, fresh air, really fresh. You notice the difference. Rather than the view or the walk, the shock of the whole thing was what fresh air is like. Is this what it's like outside? A whole new world. Did you, just, <laughs> yeah. did you get a bit faint because you took too deep a breath? I did about five miles, I think, we worked out. Oof, did. Hello. That's a sponsorship, isn't it? Five miles. Were you tired or fine or... No, no, I was fine. Are you going to do it again? Yeah, I'd probably go again. <laughs> Maybe a different, a different You make walk. it sound like it's like... There was no one there. The thing is, there was no one there. That's why it was good. I thought everyone was out now. I thought they were. I had the whole walk to myself. Oh. There was no one there. Took the dogs. You're See, joking. that's the thing as well. The dogs can't... Five miles is your tip-top limit, isn't it, really? Oh, yeah, for them, yeah. I mean, after a while, you have to pick them up because they refuse to go on. And if it's muddy, they won't walk in the mud. They won't walk in rain. So how far did they go? Baby did really well. She did the whole the whole walk, pretty much. And do they sniff around? Do you let them off? Yeah, you let, let them off. You're not worried that they might blow in the wind? <laughs> what blow over shit where's the dog gone <laughs> no no if you see another dog you usually just they usually just come to you and you pick them up just in case in case what they get eaten they get eaten yeah maybe god i bet they didn't know how to d- deal with it did they they've been in a in the flat and suddenly they're like it's like the truman show They've gone past the gate and they're like, oh my word, it's huge out here. Fresh air. This is what yeah. fresh well, air baby's, is like. Baby's really good. She's really good at making friends, baby. What a week. Colson, you're going to regale us with our night? Um, so me and Ben watch um, a programme called American Horror Story in the flat. It's like our flat watch. Every series is like starting a new series. So it, it completely changes. The show changes, the script changes. So you never quite know what to expect. So we've had like three really like non-scary series. Um, and then we started our new series. No, we started a thing, didn't we? Bly we, Manor. Yeah, we started to watch Sahana. Oh, we watched about 12 minutes of it. And Dog I said, shit. 
Can we turn shit. this off? Dog shit. Dog shit. Yeah, it's Should dog we shit. go to what we know? We wanted a break, really. We'd done five series of American Horror Story and we thought it's time for a break. But we had a break for 12 minutes and we went, this is wank. Put American Horror Story on. <laughs> so when you start, you never know what to expect. It's the same cast, yeah. but completely different script, completely different characters. The first episode of this, series six of American Horror Story was fucking so, so, so scary. So I'll paint the scene. So it's 11 o'clock at night, yeah? <laughs> We're restless. Yeah. We've had a rough do with Haunting a Blind Manor, so we've, we've put it on. It's dark, there's lights out, and it's been scary. There's been jumps. It's a bit, a bit freaky at the same time. Haunted house. It's haunted house stuff. By this house, right. okay. middle of nowhere, haunted We've got the lights down. Yeah. We're on the 87-inch telly. So you're in the house, basically. It's that big. <laughs> and, it, and it's creepy. You know, there's, there's a lot going on. And I'm not good with horrors, am I, Jack? No. And it gets to a bit where me and Ben are both, like, almost scrunching up watching this. H- hugging. Not, not hugging. There was pillows in between us, but we were close, curled up. And then, Jack... I'm crying. There's yeah. a jump. Yeah? There's a jump where some the classic of... Someone's driving to run away from a ghost and then she hits a ghost and runs a ghost over. So when that (laughs) happens, our TV makes a funny noise and the screws fall out. (laughs) What, in the back of the TV? Yes. And then we just did boom, 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 boom. And I went, what was that? Me and Ben paused it and on the floor were screws from the back of the TV. So Weird. the screw goes down the back of the telly. Coulson's head's gone off. He's gone to the loo because he's done. A, he's pooed himself. And I'm thinking, <laughs> where's this screw from the telly come from? It's right at the most scary moment. It went bang, fell on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And stop yeah. it. And I went, oh, I like that. That's good, isn't it? The ghost is here. So I'm on my hands and knees underneath the telly. He comes back from the box and just goes. Where have you gone? Where have you gone? Because he can't see me. I'm on my knees looking for the screw. He's like, oh, oh, head had gone. I thought he was going to jump out on me. He's got a knife. He's ready with a knife and a torch. <laughs> and you know, after you probably don't get this, Shepard, but after you get a bit scared, everything you shit yourself with. Everything, yeah, you see. So we yeah. turn the lights off, turn the telly off, and then we've got to go to bed. <laughs> I'm okay in terms of I can, as long as I lay down in bed, eventually I'll be able to go to sleep. Ben has to check all the cupboards in the flat. So he's there checking all the cupboards before he can go to sleep. I'm terrible for it. I'm terrible. Because I, yeah. I saw something when I was a kid. I saw something and my dad was reading me a story. I can't remember what it was. I'd seen Alien or something like that. And he went, you're fine. Just don't look in the cupboard. <laughs> and do you know what? And I'm, it's, it's the, the classic, classic. It's the classic man at the swimming pool. He's lost, lost his, his leg. leg. It's my <laughs> dad coming out. He, he very rarely talks to me, but when he does, he leaves me with a gem at seven, which has scarred me for the rest of my life. He said, you're fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. Just don't look in the cupboard. Len leaves, light off. <laughs> then leaves. Light off. So even now, as a grown man with children, as a dad, I'm like, better watch out. Have a little look in the cupboard. Nothing there. We're fine. And then I was just about going off, going to sleep. And I made myself jump. I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Like that. I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. I tell you, it was good. It was good, Jack. It's very good. I think you'd enjoy it, Jack. And you don't have to watch any of the others. Just start on, see it. But do you think I should, though? Do you think I should start? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they live in their own thing. I mean, it was a very good episode of television. Shat myself. Oh, I, I, I was, yeah, gone. So that's season six, the haunted. No, house. series one's called Haunted House. Season six ah. called Renault, something, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get on it. Get on, if you want to shit yourself. But I don't think you probably do shit yourself that much. No, I do. I always want to try and find the next horror film. Babadook got me. Babadook's good. So that was that was our flat shit watch. <laughs> it was good. good. It was very good when good. it came out the TV. No, but when we tried to find out where the screw had come from, Jack, it hadn't come from the top of the telly. It hadn't come from around the telly. No screws were missing. But one definitely came out because you heard it and found it. It popped, flat on the floor. And it was a weird noise. And it was right as this um, woman hit Kathy Bates. And you saw Kathy Bates go, ah! 
and then the next thing you know, they're screwed. So we're gonna we're gonna open up the flat so people can come in and see the creepy telly. You pay a quid. A quid. You come and see the haunted telly. <laughs> and the screw. <laughs> Keep the screw in a, a glass case. <laughs> like Annabelle. <laughs> so there we go. It's a full on amusement. Well, that's good. Um, other flat news. Got myself a PS5. Oh, I did notice that on your social media. Ask Ben how big it is. Huge. Spaceship. I mean, you might as well just go and rent a bloody arcade. You might as well go to the beach, get an arcade machine, <laughs> put it under your telly. Massive. Switch it on. <laughs> and the lights flicker. But it, how long did it take to update? Three well, days. It's still, it's still going. It's still going. <laughs> what about you, Ben? Anything happened this week? No. <laughs> well, no, not much. Busy work. No dog story this week. You've not really been home, though, have you? No, not home. Short home. Lovely weather. Had the old house haircut. Oh, did you? I've never had one of them. Well, obviously when I was a kid. If you fancy a drive, it's a couple of hundred miles. Come down my way. <laughs> um, what I love is... My wife, you've got this razor you get from Amazon. It's got like um, attachments in it, and it goes from high number to low number. Low number is skinhead, isn't it? Yeah. And every time my wife looks at it, like it's the first time she's ever seen it. Bear in mind, <laughs> she's about to cut my hair, and a few million people see your hair. She yeah. goes, "Oh, is it is it up or down number?" <laughs> <laughs> The, the garden mower's on. Before she knows it, you're in. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll just neaten it up. And you, there's no mirror. There's nowhere to see. So I had the home haircut. It came out all right. It came out fine. No one could really test. But you never have it, do you, Shep? I've never had it, no. And I think I'm scarred a little bit. I remember um, someone was cutting my hair once who wasn't really a hairdresser. And... As they were doing going up the back, I heard them, and then they went, ooh, fuck. Ooh. That's what they said, ooh, fuck. <laughs> and that's not reassuring words you want to hear when you're getting your hair cut, is it? Ooh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> my wife did that to my son. She got the wrong thing and went, <laughs> bald, at the back, bald. <laughs> and then we both looked at each other, didn't say anything to him, there's no mirror, you can't see behind. Didn't say anything. Um, actually, shout out to my son. I found out today... He listens to the podcast and he never told me. Ah. He's listened to everyone. Oh, that's nice. And so a little shout out to him. And he's listened to this now. Your hair's fine. Your hair's fine. It was fine. It was <laughs> He'll be feeling the back of his head now going. <gasps> He'll be feeling going. I knew he, I knew there was something. No, he neatened it up. I am. Um, I've had a DIY haircut experience. When I was in high school, um, my dad was cutting my hair. Don't know why. Don't know why we didn't go to the hairdressers because we definitely weren't in lockdown. Because your mum had spent all the fucking money on your <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> We're saving money, son. We can't put the heating on. My dad starts cutting my hair and it's like a Tuesday. So I'm going to school the next morning. Power cut. Halfway around the head. <laughs> so we didn't do batteries. He went, he went big clippers. He went cord. Power cut. So I tell you what, what did you have? The 80s flick, short on one side, long on the outside. The old human league. Half the head was like semi shaved and the other half was re. And it was like back in the day where it, I used to get, let my hair get as long as possible before cutting it. And I had to go to school the next day and then go to the hairdressers after school for them to fix it. Oh no. What did you say? Fashion. I can't remember. I mean, I was probably already getting ridiculed, so it didn't matter that much. Do you ever talk about those things? Does he ever bring it up? I don't know, actually. I think he'd, he'd, he'd tell the story. He'll pro- When I go home this weekend, he'll probably tell me that I didn't tell it right and that this happened. Oh, Does he ever go, well, well, me, you never know. Fancy a haircut, Coulson? We're in lockdown. Fancy oh, he'd, he'd, if he'd be well up for cutting my hair this week, if I asked him. Well up for it. Watch a few videos on YouTube. Bit of Can that. you imagine when we come out of lockdown, the stampede? To the hair. I've booked my appointment. When for? 13th of April. Is that when it opens? Opens on the 12th. I'm, <laughs> I'm hedging my bets. Are you learning it group? What are you doing, Shepherd? I just go to my local barbers and I always get in. It's fine. I just do it on an app. Yeah, I do it on the app. <laughs> you made it sound like you've never seen an app before. I like that. I do it on the app. What? You haircut on the app. <laughs> 
Do you put in what what you want on the app? Short back and sides, long at the front. No, it's just haircut, beard. Oh, you have both? It depends if I'm feeling flash. (laughs) Shall we um, crack on with what we're here to talk about? Let's go. This week's film is Happy Gilmore. And, as always on the audience pick, we have a synopsis from one of you guys. Oh, yes. We've been told it's short, but it's sweet. So let's welcome onto the podcast, all the way from Linwood in Scotland, Steph McNee. Hi, Sophie Cinemacob. Happy Gilmore is a comedy starring Adam Sandler as Happy. Happy is a rejected hockey player who puts his skills to the golf course to save his grandma's house. The movie was made in 1996 and has a runtime of 1 hour 32 minutes. I hope you enjoy my pick, Stephanie. It's, it's better than Jack. Yeah, it's yeah. Very it's, good, it's, Stephanie. Yeah. Very professional. She knew what she was doing. She got in, she got out. Nice to have a little bit of a different accent as well, isn't it, on the podcast? It is, yeah. She put the run time in. She did very well. Perfect. Those run time things, that's important for some people when picking a film, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes they can be too long, though, can't they? At one hour 30. <laughs> Sometimes. Just occasionally. Yeah. You think, ooh, this is a 10-minute film. <laughs> When Ben came up last night, he said, "I've searched. It's only a fucking short film, so won't, won't take that much to watch it." I've obviously watched a lot of films with Ben, and I've never had him moan as much. During. Oh, really? This is interesting. And the bit of writing the film as it goes along, and then being, "Hey, hey, told you, told you, told, oh, bloody obvious, this, bloody right, okay." So, um, let's let's get into it, shall we? Happy Gilmore. So it starts when he's he's a hockey player, isn't he? And he's got one trick in his in his bag, really, which is he can hit it really, really hard, can't he? But he's got an anger issues, hasn't he? He just sort of gets angry at everything, and he's quite violent. And he's shit at hockey. He's, yeah, he gets booted off the hockey team. He can't team, skate. Doesn't he? he doesn't get picked. He doesn't get picked. His girlfriend leaves him, and it looks like everything's going wrong in his life. He goes to see his grandma and he, f- he finds out that she's not been paying her taxes and they're going to take the house off her, which is 215 grand, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, That's 270, I think. Tax. 270 in back taxes. You know, you said just then that um, his girlfriend leaves him. Yeah. So that first like scene at the intercom is where I think Ben decided that this... Him and this film it wasn't for we're him. not going to get along. It's cheap gags, oh. isn't it? When he looks away and he's still doing those lovely things, I said, oh, here we go. We're going to go back and it's going to be an old woman or something. And there we go. Old woman by intercom. I'm like, oh. Yeah. That was one of the bits that I loosely giggled at. I giggled when it was the kid. <laughs> but then when he wakes up in the morning and the woman's cooking him breakfast, it was a bit like, <sighs> but yeah. <laughs> I think it was. I think if I'd have watched this film with someone who was absolutely loving it and laughing away, it might have been easier. But I had the old mood hoover next to me mm. on the sofa, draining the laughs before they came. Yeah, it's not great when you're watching it with someone who can tell you exactly what's going to happen before it happens. It wasn't hard. It's not like the greatest story ever told. <laughs> it was like it's a lad who can't play hockey who starts playing golf. So his grandma, they need 270 grand basically, don't they, to save his grandma's house before it goes up for auction. And he hasn't really got a way to get 270 grand. So he's just going to go out on the hunt for work. And as the repossession people are cleaning up his grandma's house, he sees his granddad's antique golf set. And there's a little bit of banter between the lads and they're like, right, we'll go back to work so you can watch the hockey game. If you can hit a ball further than us. Do you know what? This did make Ben laugh. When the woman gets hit and falls <laughs> off the roof. Because she actually did a good plant. <laughs> Fell off the roof. It's a good stunt. Fair yeah. play. She should boof. The first guy goes, that's not funny. But for some reason, the second one, she sells it well. She does. And she just sticks right out the window to see why her husband's <laughs> on the floor. And next thing you know, yeah. she's spiralling out and she, she dances out. So we find out he can really crack it, can't he? He can really crack a ball. Yeah. We found his calling, basically. Yeah. And from that, he, he wins the bet, doesn't he, with the lads? So he takes their money. Yeah. And then he thinks, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go down to the driving range and I'm going to bet some other people. So he just goes round person by person, betting them that he can hit a ball further than them. And then... 
he gets scouted by the greatest character I think I've ever seen in Sofa Cinema Club history. What? Fuck off. Carl Weathers. Weathers, Apollo Creed with the wooden hand. (laughs) The wooden hand was absolutely brilliant. (laughs) That wooden hand was... It was ridiculous. But it didn't even look like they were trying to make it look like his arm. It looked like... He had a hand and was holding oh, a wooden a hand. piece of wood. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fucking... Then when it got battered off and run over, Colson's head fell off and he had the little fingers left. I was like, oh, what's happened? And it's when he goes to shake it and his hand's been run over. The hand, I think, was by far the greatest gag in the entire film. The hand was funny. The hand was... I'll give you that. But then I was thinking to myself... Oh, poor dude, for the rest of this movie, you've got to hold the wooden hand. Do you know why he's got that wooden hand? No. Because it's a little homage reference to Carl Weathers in Predator when he gets his hand blown off. <laughs> Adam Sandler just thought it'd be funny <laughs> for Carl Weathers to be in it with no hand because his hand got blown <laughs> off in Predator. Uh, he gets the <laughs> hand blown off with a gun, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you know when they go to his happy place and he's there playing the piano? Ben went, two hands, telling you he's got two hands. And he went, there you go, Todd. I've I've written this whole film. (laughs) There was quite a lot of moments where Ben, about five seconds before something happened, called what was going to happen. So Chubbs basically says, right, there's this competition. And if you enter it tomorrow and you win, you're on the tour. We're going to make some money. So he goes for it. He enters the competition and, believe it or not, he wins. He wins. So, he's on the PGA Tour, which reminded me massively, and I told Ben, and I think Ben texted you during the film, I used to play a game on the PlayStation, PlayStation 3 it was, of Tiger Woods, EA Sports, Tiger Woods Golf 09, and it was bloody brilliant. Yeah, the Tiger Woods games were amazing. I were really good at them. (laughs) <laughs> I was really good at them which ironically I'm shit at golf I don't like to brag but I'm really good at golf Tiger Woods golf <laughs> it was the commentator wasn't it that's what took us on to Tiger yeah it's the same commentator that's on the game have you ever had any experiences playing golf Jack yeah I'm really shit I think I went with my mate and you know when you tell someone that you're really bad at something and you don't, they don't actually believe how bad you are I think I couldn't hit the ball and I just did air shots and it must have been for a good 20 strikes. He was on the floor laughing. I couldn't hit the ball. Weren't you playing with like loads of really famous people and everything? Yeah, it was like a charity. This was, I got into, into like a charity game or something at the Grove down near London. Have you heard of it? The ben? Grove? <laughs> no. The Grove, big big golf course. It's it's. I think it's uh it's on the PGA Tour. Okay, or it used to be. Anyway, it's a big fucking golf course, and everybody that's there plays seriously. They turn up in all the gear. Now I didn't have the gear, and I had no fucking idea. With with your PlayStation controller, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's have a go. I'm going to put some outswing on this one. <laughs> I had to borrow the clubs, you know, like from the clubhouse. I, d- I had no, I-, I did it in jeans. I had no idea what I was doing. And um, I mean, there must have been about 200 people who was on the course that day who entered the competition. I came last, 200th. But they <laughs> called your name out. So you got a prize for certain things like longest drive, fewest putts, whatever. I won the prize for being last. Oh, wow. No losers here. Everyone wins. I know. Yeah. Everyone gets a medal. Were you a pro-am? Were you with someone else who was very good? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the guys that I was with, it was his dad who had organised the charity event or something like that. I purposely never say yes to like golf events just because I, I know that I'd be horrendous. But I have, I've toyed with the idea of having lessons a few times. Because I think... I imagine that if you got into it, it would be something that was very good because you can just take yourself yeah, away. And... It's incredibly difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> we play golf. Dad, my dad plays golf, lot golf. And you go to his course, and before you even started, you can't concentrate. 
because all he's saying is just relax just take your time just just address the ball now look where you're going to aim it look where you're going to aim it let's take you. I can't relax I'm, I'm I'm actually the opposite of relax now I'm tense as fuck <laughs> and of course you go to you go to drive off if you've got a massive driver there's only one thing in your head absolutely clack it there's not like Ooh, I'll just take it easy. And then you fucking yeah. clack it. And it goes off <laughs> far right. And all he can say is it's in midair. Watch it. Careful. Watch where it lands. Watch where it lands. You need to be able to find it. Watch where it lands. And as you turn around and go, I'm watching and watching. It's gone. <laughs> and then you've got the next 20 minutes trying to find it. And he's just gone plumb down the centre. Steady away. I'll just, I remember once we were playing and behind us were some footballers from Newcastle United. And there was five of them. And it was me and my dad. I'm shit. Dad's fine. Five professional footballers. A mint at golf. Absolutely mint. Mm. So we tee off. And they're behind us. And the thing is, two should be faster than five. But it's not. These five lads yeah. were unbelievable. No. <laughs> so I go off. First hole. First hole. And they're almost behind us. <laughs> my dad turns around and goes, yeah, don't worry. You play through. You play through. He's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Completely threw me under the bus. And they looked at me like, oh, your dad's thrown you right there. And they, and of course, they just go, whoosh, go straight past us. Oh, cheers, dad. He said, well, yeah, but you are. Cheers. I was just stating fact. <laughs> I went, oh, great, but that's fine. <laughs> he said, no, you go through, you go through. He's shit, pointing at his own son. <laughs> oh. And then there was also that thing of, yes, yes, don't worry, he's shit. And as they went past, they went, it's that bloke. Yeah, it, you shit. are shit and you're the bloke off the telly. Yeah. He's the bloke who pretends to be a footballer on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's shit at golf. To be fair, actually, they smiled sweetly and went, you are shit. And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think after watching Happy Gilmore, I might I might re-train into my career, play Happy Gilmore style. But that's style. the thing, he's got one stroke, hasn't he? He's got one massive stroke, but then they ignore the rest. Well, it's actually a good point to pick up from, because Chubbs, when he gets entered into the PGA, Chubbs says, right, you need to delay, and I'm going to train you up and you're going to be a really good golfer, because you've got the drive right, you just need to get everything else right. And Happy goes, no, I can't, I ain't got time, I'm just going to learn on the job sort of thing. And basically his tactics, his game plan is to get the drive as close to the green as possible and then try and put in eventually. I liked it when, I think this was another moment where Ben told what was going to happen, where after his first one he realised he had to get it in the hole. <laughs> on his second one he just gets a hole in one and he goes, it's a lot easier if you just had to aim for the hole first time. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh. So he starts going around the PGA Tour and he's finishing last, isn't he? Because he can't put. He's only got one part of his game. Mm. But he's getting these checks and they're accumulating slowly. And his game starts to get better because he starts to realise that the better he does, the more money he gets. So he starts to invest in himself. And he, But he, we also underline this. He's got a rivalry, hasn't he? With the pro who wins everything. Shooter. It's kind of that bit of golf is a real high middle class sport that is got quite a etiquette around it and a way to play it. Whereas this guy literally rocks on wearing David Platt's Timberlands and tries to hit the ball. He did as did hard you notice he that? Can. He had them on. Yeah. I thought, oh hello, he's got Jack's shoes on. Jack's <laughs> boots on. That's an extra advantage. So Shooter wants him kicking off the PGA Tour, doesn't he? He says he's bad for the game, he's disruptive, he's this, he's that. Swearing yeah, and whatnot. And he keeps beating people up, doesn't he? And then yep. Q, the um, leading lady of the film, who is the like head of public relations, the PR woman, and she basically takes him under her wing, doesn't she, and says, look, you've got there's a great story here and what you need to do is you need to start behaving, stop doing this, stop doing this. And Shooter doesn't like that because he starts to get attention. And then fans come to watch Happy because he kind of makes golf a lot more exciting. And his fan base starts to grow, his rankings start to go up, and Shooter just starts to dislike him more and more. And then he kind of becomes a bit of almost genuine competition for him, doesn't he? Well, he can get to the... The green quicker than anybody else, can't he? So 
that's what he's got in his locker. So that's where he, he can be a threat. You're talking like it's a fucking golf game. Like it's like it's got he's a threat. Oh look at him here, he can hit it. It's dog shit. He could just hit it hard. He can hit it hard. He's hit a puck with a hockey stick and now he can just smack a golf ball and gets it near and everyone, it's the way everyone just thinks he's suddenly on the PGA tour and each ground they obviously didn't have enough money, did they? It's the same course. And he smacks it and everyone goes, Oh my god, yeah, but if his short game was good. So he's got to go and get his short game better, isn't he? It's loosely based on a true story of his mate, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, it, he had a mate that was an ice hockey player that was famous in ice hockey for hitting it harder than anybody else. And he could hit a golf ball like miles sort of thing. But the lad it's loosely based on, his wife was like, the only thing the film's loosely based on is the fact that he was an ice hockey player who could hit a golf ball miles. Like, he didn't have any anger issues or any of that. Like, the rest of that's comedy license. Right, yeah. And then Adam Sandler and his caddy, who's the homeless man. What about that caddy with the weird hair before? Him with the illuminous hair? I liked him, I liked him. <laughs> it made me laugh when he, um, when he beat him up, you know, when he took his golf clubs and he, like, Decked into the Why floor. they didn't keep him? I liked him. He had weird hair. I liked it. A little kid he beat up for not being able to play. I think he got his mates on, didn't he? Because that homeless guy's in a few uh, of his other that's films. That's his, like, Saturday Night Live writing buddy. He's got something like 35 credits and they're all with Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, Sandler's production company called? That's the golf ball. All of his films have it up before... It's something like Happy Productions, and it's a golf... That, oh, they, right, okay. they started it after that. He's the co-founder of that. So it, it's them two, basically, have done every single one of Adam Sandler's films ever. So, yeah, and he, he has this caddy, and like he, he's getting more and more serious, and the relationship with the PR woman starts to grow, doesn't it? Oh, there's that awful scene where he, she says she won't date a golfer, and then he goes, well, will you date an ice hockey player? And they go to the yeah. ice hockey rink. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Endless love and they sing that. Yeah. My girlfriend really likes Yeah, that what part. a great shot with the caretaker, by the way. Oh, you can tell he's not a fucking actor, can't you? Where he has got that one line. <laughs> hey, Happy. Anything for you, Happy? Yeah, when yeah, it, yeah. When, it, when the shot went on to him, I turned around <laughs> to Ben and said, he must be super famous. He must be a, a celebrity because of how the shot lingered on him. And then he's got that lip sync at the end, which I thought was quite funny. But yeah, it is that corny bit of, will you give me a kiss if you can score a goal? And he, she says, yeah. And then she scores a goal and she goes, I didn't see it go in. Like even <laughs> I was a bit like, mm, this is this is a little bit. I mean, it's not Hannah Montana, is it? That's what I was thinking when I was watching it. Um, so they're kind of they're kind of a thing now. So this means that Happy has a very big group of people behind him. He has a group of people that want him to do well and win. And then he hits the golden number, doesn't he? He finishes like eighth or something and he gets the money that he needs to buy his grandma's house. So he goes to buy his grandma's house. He's got all 270000 and it's at auction. And the house is bought for 350000 by... None other than Shooter. Shooter himself. So Shooter buys the house and Happy's gutted really, isn't he? There's nothing that he can do because he's worked so hard to get this money in. You know, that's kind of ruined it. So he challenges Shooter there and then. He says, look, if I beat you on the final game of the season, I get the house. If you beat me, I quit golf. I walk away forever. And then that is it. The challenge is set. It, that's kind of your setting for your final, your final moment of the story, isn't it? Really. But and he bought it for three hundred grand. Who shooter? Yeah. Yeah. So what is he just going to give it? To well, he just doesn't want him to play golf anymore, does he? So he, as long as he stops playing golf, he doesn't mind either way. Or give him the house as long as he stops playing golf, or he can. Adam Sandler oh, can right. buy. I mean, okay. it's not. You don't have to look at. It's not historical fact. <laughs> I was going to say. I love how in the whole of the film, the only thing that you're sticking on is the fact that he gives him the house away. Not the fact that he's whacking a ball in Timberlands in the PGA, which is literally like someone you playing in the fucking World Cup. Yeah, like it. 
it's an odd. There's a random bit as well with the where he plays in the pro am, and there's that guy who's obviously he's the he's the American Bruce Forsyth. He's like Bob Monkhouse in it, and they have a fight, and he didn't want to do it until until he read that he got to fight Adam Sandler, and he went, "Yeah, I'll do it, but I'm I'm not doing I'm not having a stunt double. I'm doing it all myself." He just wanted to beat Adam Sandler up. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think that joke's kind of lost on us as an English audience because we don't know who the guy is, don't we? But maybe if it was Bruce Forsyth, it might have been funny. Um, so he beats him up. Then he's into the big round, isn't he? He wrestles the alligator, which at one point, I'm sure there's a fucking real one on that Yes, there was, with the, when he goes to him with the thing yes. that was. Yeah, it's real. Because yeah. that alligator was the alligator that bit off Carl Weathers' hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then... Carl Weathers himself, he's back in the business, isn't he? You know, he goes to see him and he, he wants some lessons, he wants some mentoring and he gets it and he kind of helps him to up his game and it comes to the night before the, you know, the big final and he wants to give Chubbs this present, doesn't he? And as soon as that present's there on the thing I said to Ben, I went, it's the alligator, it's got to be the alligator or a new hand and he unravels that present <laughs> from his golf mentor Opens it up. It's the alligator that bit his hand off. He sees it. He gets a fright. He falls out the window to his death. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is comedy gold. You can't tell me. You're even laughing now thinking about it. I would have liked it if it had been his hand. I think I might have missed that bit. I think I went to the toilet. They showed him the box. He goes, oh, it gets a shock because it's the alligator. And he falls out and dies. Did you not wonder why is he dead? No. And do you know what? I didn't bother rewinding to find out. The whole point of that was <laughs> Carl Weathers and him had gone to the crazy golf, hadn't they, to teach him how to putt. I saw that yeah. bit. I saw that bit. So we're on the big day. He's got to beat him for the house. And it's neck and neck. It's really tight. And Shooter goes back to his old dirty tricks, doesn't he? He calls up that guy that's goaded happy in the crowd before. And the next thing you know, as any logical person would do to win a golf game, he sends his mate to run him over. In the Beatles. In the <laughs> no, Beatles. Yeah. I turned to Ben to see his reaction, to see if there was a smile or anything. Ben went, I had a Beatle once. <laughs> that was all that he got out of that whole thing. I tell you what, you do well to get enough speed up to run someone over. There's, an, there's nothing in there. But the way he was just on the golf course, it's like, it's like yeah. in the script he'd gone, what would be funny? Driving a car on a golf course. The whole film is literally what Adam Sandler, he sort of thought of jokes and thought of situations that made him and his mate laugh and they put it in the film. That was that was it. There's no sort of rhyme or reason as to how they sort of got it. Pure slapstick comedy in it. That you know, yeah. that's what it yeah. is, and it's more tailored to an American audience than it is to an English audience, I would imagine. It's, it's the it's the random adverts. Subway. I can <laughs> So, when he just walks in and goes, I've got a Subway, and then his T-shirt is Subway. But he does a Subway advert, Jack, in the film, and they say, are you going to need a bit of extra money? I know, why don't you do an advert? So he does an advert in the film. Coke, Diet Coke. Pepsi, it was Pepsi, yeah, Pepsi wasn't it? Yeah. Pepsi, everything. Oh. So we've got to the end. So he's been, he's been... We got to the final hole, haven't we? You're nodding off. I was going to say, the podcast is sending Ben to sleep. It's like a greenhouse in this bedroom. It's like, I can't open the window because it makes too much noise with the birds outside. So we're on the final hole. It's neck and neck, but it all comes down to putting. So Shooter has putted. Sandler has two on him. And it's quite an easy putt to make, isn't it? No, he's got... He's got to get it in him one or two to go to a final playoff. And he says, I'll just beat him now. So he has to beat him in one shot. But next thing we know, the old telephone pole's fallen down, landed on the course, and the PGA boss says, you've got to play it as it lies. Because he played it off Jaws's fucking foot, didn't he? <laughs> Jaws's foot from Bond. Yeah. He plays it off his foot and then... the. Towers fall down. They they go, don't worry, keep playing. And he plays it in one, just like a crazy golf shot. It bounces off Tom, Dick, Harry, everyone, lands in the hole, and he wins. Yeah. And then I did quite like the bit where Shooter steals the jacket and fucks off. I thought that was quite funny. And yeah, the end. <laughs> <laughs> they get the house. 
They buy the grandma's house, <laughs> they don't they? get the house, and he retires from golf, I imagine. Yeah. So I think it's time to rate the film, but before that, let's just have a quick break. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, so, happy Gilmore. To be honest. <laughs> no, don't be honest. Don't be. Lie. There's two Adam Sandler films I like. One is Uncut yeah. Gems. And two is The Wedding Singer. And it's neither of those films. I'm not a big fan of, like, Big Daddy. Little Nicky. Little Nicky. That's poor. Anything like that, really. But I don't know why, because I do like that humour. Like, Jim Carrey films. I think he does pretty much the same types of films of Adam Sandler films. Maybe Carrey's just better at doing it. I don't know. It's that thing as well, because people, some people love Will Ferrell. Some people love Adam Sandler. Some people love Jim. Yeah. Like, yeah. But for me, the funniest part in it, I thought, was Shooter, to be honest. I did really like him. I liked it whenever anybody... He did little subtle things, like whenever anybody sort of, like, touched his arm, he sort of just stared at him and stared. That made me laugh. When he went, shoot around and all that, that was good. He kind of built his whole career on it afterwards. He did like a mockumentary and everything of Shooter's life. Oh, did he? And you know the girl, the PR yeah. girl, she's the lead in Modern Family. So she she had a decent TV gig after it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm not I'm not really into it. But, can't, but I tell you what, I, I have picked a number. I picked a number before and I was optimistic and I thought I'd, I'd have an open mind to see whether it changed throughout the podcast and it hasn't. <laughs> So my 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 rating is it's three point five and a point goes to shooter. Two points go to shooter actually. A point goes to Carl Weathers' hands. <laughs> We've not even touched on Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. I liked him. He was alright. But yeah, three point five. I can't go any bigger than that. I just don't think it Ultimately, it didn't really make me laugh. And I think that's the proper goal of this film, isn't it? It's a comedy, and that's what they're meant to do, I guess. I'll go next, because we'll let Ben have final say. For me, similar to what you've said, Jack, I don't dislike Adam Sandler. Like, I, I really like Uncut Gems. Obviously, that's a completely different film. Yeah, yeah. And there's another film that I like that you'll be watching one day called Blended, which I think you two would hate, but I think's brilliant. But this film... It was almost that, if I was going to laugh, it felt like it would be a bit of an effort. A forced one. Yeah, there was bits of enjoyment, but I was, you know, I could have spent the hour and a half better doing other stuff. I think my I think my kids like it, though. 
I do think they've seen it and I think they like it. All my mates film. love it. When I said that that's what we were doing this week, they were like, it's a great film. But they all play golf as well, I guess. But for me, it just, um, yeah, it wasn't great. But I'm, I'm very similar to you on the score, actually, Jack. I'm going four. Four! Very good. <laughs> very good. I thought the hand was brilliant. That made me laugh. Hand was good. You laugh at how silly the film is as well, like at how shit it is at points. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, four. But when we were watching it, Ben said, I think Papadopoulos and Sons was better than this. Oh, no. No, it can't. Um, oh, I just, I hated it. Um, I think you need a story. I think you need the resemblance of some kind of story that makes sense. And it just did my head in. I think you need to hang comedy off some kind of story that has some relationship to reality. And it just seemed to dodge from one thing to the other and whatever. I think I could have steadied away at a five if it had had that. But didn't it just keep Carl with his hand? <laughs> I didn't find funny. But Colson found it funny. So actually it did make me laugh. But... But, like, I, I was like, oh, really? The hand doesn't... You haven't even made a good job of the hand. No. Like, the hand flying off and then get run over. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just found it... I just didn't laugh. I just didn't know what it was for. I was like, I don't get the film. I mean, I know it's the the thing that's holding me back is that it's the viewer's choice. And that's, like, that's the slightly awkward bit about this. Yeah, but I bet they're probably, they've probably picked it going, it's a pastime, and they thought it was funny. Have you tried fucking watching that shit now? I completely understand why they've picked it, I think, because I reckon if I'd have watched it 10 years ago, I'd have fucking loved it, and I'd have had a great fond memory of it. You see, I had, I had this conversation with my mate, and he was going, oh, it's a good film, isn't it? I, it's funny. And I went, it's not. And he went, well, maybe it is a bit dated, maybe it is a bit old, and you just don't laugh at those sort of things anymore. And I said, but I laugh at, I laugh at Ventura. I laugh at Liar Liar and Dumb and Dumber and Planes, Trains and All. I still laugh at all them films. And he was like, yeah, you're right. I think when the bit at the very end, when the whole thing collapsed down and he had to play the final pet, and I thought, oh, wow, you've just put in anything in a script. It's like you've literally just put anything. Yeah. It's a tiresome yeah. comedy, wasn't it, in a way? So, um... Point five. <sighs> Oof. The hand got point five. The hand. Well, no, it wasn't until one, because he, he didn't have all his fingers by the end. <laughs> it's point five. Point five. I'm sorry, viewers, listeners, I'm sorry. I just... Yeah, point five. Eight. It's got eight. Eight out of thirty. <laughs> eight. It is. Um, it, it's interesting because it clearly is a film that people love. Is that the lowest? I, I don't. I, I can't remember what Papadopoulos must got. Well, but you must have given Papadopoulos high because it was your film. Can we agree that Papadopoulos is a better film? No. No, because actually, I could. I actually, it's not. Because at least Happy Gilmore knew it was just absolutely all over the place and making it up. Yeah. Papadopoulos was trying yeah. to be was a trying film. to be a serious film. Yeah, no, I, I, I do get that. <laughs> I do get that. And I, Happy Gilmore made a shit ton of money. Like, it's been quoted so much. Like, I know you will have seen it on Instagram. I don't know if it was last week or the week before that it celebrated 25 years and... They're still dining out on it now. It was the launch of Adam Sandler's career. He was a flop before then. His his first film after Saturday Night Live was absolutely horrendous. And then he's, what is he now? 20 million quid a film, isn't it? And that was a few years ago he signed that contract with Netflix. Yeah. And, and I mean, he makes shite films. I don't know if you've watched it on Netflix. There's one called Huey Halloween. I, wa- I started watching it. I watched about 40 minutes and it's horrendous. He did a deal though, didn't he? He did a Netflix deal, which was he could do something like Uncut Gems and get the money for that. But he would also have to do the other films he's known for. Look, if people watch it and love it and get a lot from it, you're exactly right. Film is it's each to his own. Absolutely. And it's clearly done well. Just It just wasn't for me. And I'll tell you one thing that is interesting, because Happy Gilmore, as a character... I don't have any feelings for after watching this film. After if, after watching that film, I would think Sandler, I'd be like, huh. But then if you watch him in a film like Uncut Gems, he's really fucking talented. Oh, oh yeah, yeah of course really he is. good. Aside from 
the comedy being a joke of himself, which is Happy Gilmore is a joke of a film, isn't it? You know, it, it it's a jokey take on a joke almost, like it's the extreme of the extreme. Yeah, it's not trying to be Schindler's yeah. List, is it? But then you watch something like Uncut Gems, and Sandler can do it. Mm. So it's quite interesting for him as an actor because he's made a whole career out of being a comic actor, and he is he's a clearly a very talented man. Yeah. So speaking of gems, Jack, have you got your jingle ready? Yes. Jack's hidden gem of the week. I went Went down a treat last week, didn't it? Went down a treat. It was good last week. In fact, we even got a little um, mention from the producers, didn't we, of Class Action Park? Yeah. So I think we got free VIP tickets in the the post. (laughs) I asked if we could give some away in a competition. (laughs) Win a trip to Action Park with Sofa Cinema Club. (laughs) Meet you at the Tarzan Swing. (laughs) (laughs) uh yes a lot of people did messages on social media saying they watched it and yeah they were blown away which is um that's the that's what we try and do on (laughs) are you gonna say that are you gonna say that that's what we do on jack's hippican gem we blow you away week after week join us next week while i will blow you away you are fully trying to get your own podcast breakaway of this, aren't you? It'll be it'll be like when Stephen Mulhern left Ant and Deck and went and had his own career. That's what's going to happen. Jack's hidden. So, what's Jack's hidden gem of the week this week? Jack's hidden gem this week is it's a documentary. It's a six part documentary. It's a long one. It came out a few years ago now. Maybe about five years, six years ago, something like that. It's on Sky. It's on Sky Documentaries, and it's also on Now TV. And you can maybe find it on Amazon as well, if you've not got those. It's called The Jinx, and it follows a man called Robert Durst, who's a billionaire. He's a real estate billionaire, and he's part of a family, the Durst family. And they've uh, basically made their money through uh, real estate in New York City. And what's amazing about this man is... The beginning of the documentary is they find a body in a lake and the police turn up there and they dispatch like more police officers and they say, we found a body and they say, is it male or female? They say they don't know because it's just a body. This is what do you mean? And they've literally just found a body, no arms, no legs, no head, just a torso that's it and it turns out that the man that they think has done it is robert durst this billionaire from new york and they arrest him on suspicion of murder and they find they find out that after investigating that there's other people that have gone missing and potentially been murdered and that he might have been involved and done them and he's a billionaire he's, he's one of the wealthiest men in america and it's amazing and it's the whole documentary that follows this six-part documentary, and it's got an amazing, amazing last episode. Amazing twist at the end. Robert Durst lets the documentary crew film him his life, doesn't he? He gives them access, yes. Honestly, watch it. It is amazing. And you think, how have I not seen this? How do I not know about this? And while you're watching it, please refrain yourself from Googling or anything like that, because you will be shocked by the end. Jack's Hidden Gem. I like that. I like that you added that. Jack's Hidden Gem. You're going to be blown away. Don't be tempted to look at the Google. It's even got T's and C's, hasn't it, being in Jack's Hidden Gems club now? The beauty of Jack's Hidden Gems is that you can't Google the endings. (laughs) So, I don't know if you two know this, but we are on the home straight of season three of Sofa Cinema Club. Mm, I know, yeah. So we only have three episodes left to go. So that means that next week is my last film of the series. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, I've been I've been busy away thinking about what am I going to do? What's my showstopper going to be? Your showstopper? Is this Kate Bake Off? You know how I always start on a big film and I always end on a big film? And I'd been umming and ahhing about this film for ages and I really wanted to chuck it in. And rather than going... Big guns, rather than going big teenage musical, I've gone for a film that I actually think we could get a really high, solid rating on. Oh, it's a film 
that I watched regularly with my dad as a kid and still watch now. And the thought of watching it excites me, so I'm excited. Are you ready to find out what you're watching next week? I'm excited. Yeah. Say it once, say it twice, but don't say it three times. It's Beetlejuice. Ah. I think it's a solid film. I I really like it. Yeah, I watched that not long ago, actually, with my kids. Very good. Good film. So next week, for my last pick of the series, episode 19 of season three, it is Beetlejuice. So the big news as well, after last week's episode, was our four-star review has been changed to a five-star review. So whatever we did last week, it worked. Laugh 61. Sorry you had an issue. I've rectified that. I'm real glad someone appreciates me. Five. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Call people out and they come back and change it. Which isn't really the spirit of a review, is it? But I've just thought it works. We just said, four stars, you're talking shit. Come back and give us five. Come Come back, have a rethink, have a recount, go away. Have a look at the telly, VAR. Have a now come back. Five, five. So the reviews have been going down a storm. I used to listen to that podcast, The Sofa Cinema Club, and then they bullied me into giving a five-star review, so I stopped. (laughs) So, listener, the reviews have been brilliant. I love this section. Listener 1979, start off very strong. Love, Ben. That's it. Love, Ben. That's it for the whole podcast. And then, great podcast. I always listen while (laughs) shopping. It's interesting, isn't it? Love the facts. I just watched Class Action Park. Fab recommendation. Hello, hidden gem. There we go. Jack's hidden gem. Jack's hidden gem. Oh, and did I say Ben is the best? Yes, she did. She did, so she said it twice. (laughs) Um, (laughs) JSC1202, a great listen every week. Oh, no, yeah. Ben's brilliant. Loads of emojis. Or so he tells us. That's not so good, is it? We'll let the cat out of the bag there. Coulson makes up new words and he goes along. And he goes along. And Jack is getting more like Craig Revel Horwood every week. <laughs> I am. I am. You are right. I look quite mad, out running, laughing, away to it on my headphones. Love all the extra info you hear about the film. Thank you. Very good. I like it when people like tell you how they listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, because I get a lot of people that text me saying that they get really funny looks on a dog walk. Like... Ali Sinclair from work often texts me to say that she'll be be walking around in the morning and people will look at her like she's lost her head because she's just giggling away listening. We've got one here. I'm not so sure. So I think what we should do in this section is we have two good ones and then we have one we're going to have to talk about or go away for judges. Hero and villain of the reviews. (laughs) Judge's decision on this one. Not quite sure. But Tom, 3817, you know who you are, Starts off, starts off the classic, brilliant. So I'm thinking, that's a five. This is the review. I really enjoy this podcast as it pushes me to watch films that I wouldn't usually watch. Very good. That's why we're doing it. P.S. I only listen for Jack and Coulson. Not a big fan of Ben. Four stars. (laughs) Oh. So me and Jack are only good enough for four stars. Or do you reckon Ben is worth minus a star? No, I'm minus a star. Tom 3817, it's brilliant, it's a five, except Ben's in it, it's a four. Oh. Any any comment, Ben? No, I mean, if that's what you think, it's clearly, I mean, it's not right, is it? It's, <laughs> it's I mean, if that's right, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But I like that. I like, I like the reason why they watch the, they, they watch their own films. We had a really good one on Instagram, didn't we, Colson? Somebody, um, I can't quite remember a name, but somebody basically put a post on to say that they had now adopted their own Sofa Cinema Club challenge with their partner. So each week they were setting a ah, film okay. for the other to ah, watch, good. which I thought was really cool. Um, it yeah. is, it's really great. The three of us love sending each other messages um, of what you guys are saying and just watching our little film club that we started two years ago grow and grow. And it's nice when people say, Ben's brilliant. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I think that's the kind of standard. But it's nice when people say maybe they were a bit down or having a little tough time and they went for a little walk. And it makes them laugh or makes them smile because it makes us smile. Yeah. So, as always, thank you for joining us and keep in touch with us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Sofa Cinema Club. 
And until next week, make sure you watch Beetlejuice. Good night, God bless. <laughs> good night, good night. Good night. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.